Hello. Thank you for listening to and watching You Had Options. Uh, this episode, I have Tony from Fest. Um, check it out. Fest, Fest Club. Um, we talk a lot about wrestling. It's great. Ah, so good. Um, we talk about some interesting uh, sponsorship opportunities that he that uh, he has for Fest. Uh, that's towards the end of the episode, so listen through to, to the whole thing. But yeah, great conversation. Real fun. Uh, check out some of the, the stories we talk about of the people, uh, the, uh, the wrestlers you might not know uh, that Tony brings up. Great. Yeah. Um, make sure to follow the Fest, the Fest uh, FL on Instagram. Make sure to follow You Had Options. It's uh, You Had Options on Instagram. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. find uh booking wrestling uh, as difficult or in the same uh vein as booking punk bands you want the long or the short uh, man we, i got time <laughs> i got nothing but but hard drive space is this and is, time. is this is this on the show uh, we yeah i i have begun <laughs> oh okay um with wrestling it was different like when we first started you know i nobody gives you like a playbook on how to like book wrestling shows. Right. And a lot of people that book wrestling shows are wrestlers or ex wrestlers in a lot right. of ways. So a must coming at it as a fan aspect, we had a, a vision of how we wanted it was basically like, you know, I had been going to a lot of indie shows and seeing like the goods stuff. I liked about indie shows and stuff. I didn't like about indie shows. Right. And so one of the big things we wanted to present as fast wrestling was, uh, an environment where wrestlers feel comfortable as well as attendees feel comfortable with like gender roles, race, uh, sexuality, things like that. Also, um, putting on a production where, especially here in Florida around that time, there was a lot of stuff where it was like, Oh, you're the Brown person. You're the bad guy, you know, shit or old, like old school. Yeah. Yeah. Or if there was an intergender match, it was like, uh, like the guy, like, go back in the kitchen woman, you know, stuff, it, it, you know, and things have changed so much now right. to the point where I feel like the things that we were trying to change in fest wrestling, I don't know if we had any impact on it. I would like to think we did, yeah, but I don't think that it's necessarily as needed as, as when we first started, you know, several years ago, okay. um, booking wise, it's, it's difficult because, you know, we tried a lot of it was on our end too, was, we tried to put the ethics that we come from in our like, you know, punk uh, liberal uh, society world that we live in right. into wrestling. And so, you know, a lot of times you would find great people 
right. to work with. Um, Effie always comes to mind. It's like one oh, of the yeah, best to sure. work with at the time. And then there were some people who I will not name that were like really difficult in the early years to book and deal with because they didn't uh, hold those same values. Yeah. Um, and so it was like anything else, just same as if with a band, if you, you know, years and years of booking fest, there's been a few bands that were like, uh, you don't need to come back. <laughs> and, and the same thing happened with wrestling. You know, it's yeah. definitely hard. It's hard. You know, we learned a lot and it was kind of like a lot of trial by fire. And I still say that like every time you put on any production, be it wrestling, uh, rock and roll, punk plays, uh, anything you learn as you go. Yeah. Uh, but you know, just like with doing shows man. when I was fucking 16, putting on shows, nobody taught us how to do shows. You right. like a lot of things you fucked up and a lot of things you learn from, from experience and learn from other people coming through to teach you the ways, you know, for sure. Um, do you guys own a ring? Do you own your own ring? Yeah, we bought a ring. Um, but we actually, not a lot of people know this. We actually sold our ring during, uh, this year. Really? Um, yeah, it was more of like a thing of like, uh, I was going to pull back as many shows as we were doing with fest wrestling. Yeah. Um, even before, uh, COVID and all that stuff. Um, and I was kind of looking to like, be like, well, you know, we have this ring. I don't want to just sit in my garage forever. Somebody else can probably use it. And so I sold it to, um, a company called uh, Enjoy Wrestling. They're out of Pittsburgh. Okay. In fact, this weekend they're filming their first show. Mm. And it's Scotty Swimba who does all the Fest motion graphics stuff and did all the Fest wrestling editing and motion graphics. Yeah. Um, Max Gregg, who plays in World's Scariest Police Chases um, and did commentary for Fest wrestling. Yeah. And uh, Dan Rock, who does is in Police Chases as well mm-hmm. and um, does Commonwealth Press. So I feel like that's a good place for our ring to go. They're going to carry on tradition of pretty much the same things. Fest wrestling uh, believed in Uh, those guys were very much a part of fest wrestling. And um, yeah, you know, and at the end also like, man, then our ring will be in the Northeast. If I ever want to do a show, bring fest wrestling to Northeast, maybe later this year or next year. Our fucking rings right there. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a lot easier than driving it north. Right. You know, pack up a couple uh, of U-Hauls and go up there. Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, like we right before quarantine, we were actually working uh, with some some folks in Richmond area hmm. and trying to do a fest wrestling show in Richmond. And I was like, oh, if we get Richmond, then you know, I was from Roanoke originally, so I was like, I could probably do a show in Roanoke, and then maybe we could go up north and maybe do like one in Jersey. Because House Independence was doing wrestling show, I feel like if we decided we wanted to do fest wrestling uh, out of the state of Florida, it wouldn't be that hard. There's a lot of folks that were at, that love what we've done and are interested, and I think through our connections with Punk World, it'd be cool to like do it in, in venues and yeah. DIY spaces. Yeah. Um, but right now, you know, as you know, 2020 and, and still to 2021 and yeah. God knows for how long, things like that just aren't feasible. Yeah. And so I thought it was better to take the ring and put somewhere else. But yeah, we rented a couple of times and had really bad experiences with yeah. the folks that we were renting from. And so we decided, fuck it, got a loan from the bank and just bought one. That's sick. Yeah. Cause yeah. people like going to wrestling matches or just even watching 
uh, promotions on TV. They never think like logistical stuff and just hearing, uh, listening to like podcasts of like wrestlers talk about indies, like, you know, setting up the ring being the most like, uh, it just sounds terrible, but it's just one of those like, uh, you know, it's not that bad. Really? It's really not. And you know what? It was really cool because what we did is we opened up just kind of like we do with Fest. We opened up to volunteers to kind of help out. Uh, And we had different folks that would come to our shows. And so people would come up to me afterwards like, hey, man, I really love what you're doing. Is there any way I can help out? And so we're like, yeah, next show. Give me your email address. Next show. Show up like, you know, 10 a.m. And we're going to unload the damn ring. And it was kind of like a a cool like family. You know, we did that. We also decorated a lot with our shows. Yeah. Like everyone had a weird kind of holiday theme and we would like, so we had people that would volunteer to help out with that. And it was like a real family, you know, and I, I, I won't lie, man. I very much miss it. You know, I, I really do. And felt like we, we had a lot of cool stuff and, uh, helped a lot of people. And I hope, you know, everybody was able to walk away with fest wrestling with a good memory, a good experience. And it's not over yet. You know, we'll be nah. back. It's just, we got to wait. Yeah. Uh, I think the, I can't remember if it was the first fest wrestling at fest where you had, um, Ruby riot right before she went to WWE or maybe that was, the, was that the first one or the second one? That was the first one we did yeah. at fest. But it wasn't our first show. Oh, okay. We had done a show um, only like September, yeah. so a month before. So that was like our second fest wrestling show. But yeah, that was yeah, that was really cool because like I follow, you know, uh, Reddit, you know, uh, Squared Circle, and you know, uh, so being able to see her, and then like. I don't know, a couple months later, see all this like new recruits or, uh, you know, new hires at WWE and to see her, I was like, what? Yeah. I think that's a cool thing that you guys, um, have done too, where you're putting like, uh, bigger name indie wrestlers and people on the come up, putting that in front of people who might not be able to see them anywhere else. Yeah, at Fest, it's a lot easier. We have a little bit more budget to do things at Fest Wrestling. And the whole show we put on during Fest Weekend was called We Are Family for a reason. It was the whole idea behind that was very much similar to how we do Fest. Let's bring people from all over into one place and really showcase a lot of wrestlers as well as showcase a lot of other promotions, uh, which was very, at the time, uh, not done a whole lot in indie wrestling. Um, Indie wrestling was done a lot of ways like we're this promotion and we just kind of like have blinders on to other promotions or it's a very jealousy type thing. Um, and we were like the opposite. We were like, no, it's cool to like work with other companies. Like, you know, Eric Cannon up in Minneapolis has first wrestling. And then there was people from Seattle at defy wrestling that were awesome to work with. And I can't remember what other promotions we worked with, but then those two names really come together. And Eric was so helpful in that, you know, I met him through less than Jake guys. Mm-hmm. And in the early years of Fest Wrestling, he was extremely helpful and like, hey, this is what we do. This is the things you should look out for. These are it, it was awesome. You know, uh, we've had a lot of help from wrestlers, you know, that have uh, showed us the ropes 
to say of how to do it. Um, yeah. And then I think in trade, a lot of them were really stoked to be able to come to fest to see all the bands and hang out. I know Matt Cross and Eric Cannon are the two tops and, you know, Mikey from ugly ducklings, of course, yeah. uh, you know, those guys, you know, being a part of fest was just as they nerd out about that just as much as we were nerding out about working with them and other wrestlers. But yeah. the Ruby Riot thing was awesome. I was really stoked too that uh, when WWE, if you go, if you have the network, they did a little mini doc on the upcom how Ruby Riot came to mm-hmm. be Ruby Riot. Or is it like formerly known as or something? That's like the. I think that's what's called. Yeah, and they reached out to us and we're like, hey, we want to use some fest wrestling footage. We want to talk about her. And the whole doc starts with that show that you were watching where she wins the belt. That's sick. Um, and it was great. Uh, it would have been awesome if WWE would have given us some money since we were a small time company. Yeah. Instead, they gave us like a couple of tickets to a house show in Gainesville. So <laughs> thanks. Hey. You got all this fucking money and you can't help us out. But, you know, it, it was what it was. It was cool. Yeah. I guess that's, you know, um, it's funny because in I'm in Mobile, um, Alabama, and the closest like um, cool wrestling promotion is in New Orleans. Uh, Wildcat. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah, we had Wildcat uh, do um, a showcase match at We Are Family. Oh, cool! Two fests ago. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like you were saying, wanting like whenever stuff gets normal again, wanting to do. Uh, wrestling shows and like bars and um, like normally uh, I went to one of their shows over there in this huge like Buffalo Wild Wings sized uh, bar and it was <laughs> packed out and I was like wow so many people are here uh, and I was just kind of like taken back because this was when I was getting like I was getting back into following wrestling um, and it was it was crazy Uh you know, um, it seems like with every show, uh, wrestling show, they try and get like, um, somebody who's in WWE or somebody who, you know, like a, a, a big name, I guess, to draw people. And for that show, they had, uh, they had Sandman versus, uh, who do you wrestle? Or they had Sandman and, uh, Mr. Anderson, Ken Anderson. Okay. And, and so, did Sandman actually wrestle or did he just kind of walk around and be a drunk? Uh, kind of be a drunk dude. I think he did a couple, you know, he did the, you know, he did a walked out to, to Metallica and walking yeah. through the crowd. Uh-huh. Uh, he had the kendo stick. I think he hit somebody with the kendo stick. You know, that, that might've been the, uh, the, uh, the extent. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. I mean, I grew up, uh, loving, you know, wrestling. I grew up in Virginia and, um, I was a big NWA fan, then went to WCW, and then I kind of died out. Like, kind of like right when the time, like when I was in high school, like it was just kind of like WCW was really kind of lame. WWE was really lame. And a lot of my friends just weren't into wrestling anymore. What uh, was what like, year was this? So not, I'm not trying to age you. I'm trying to get a gauge of like. Oh, no. I The 90, early 90s. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like, I probably dipped out like 90. Yeah. Maybe 91. Yeah. Uh, and then I graduated, went to college, and while I was in college, a buddy of mine showed had a tape, and it was fucking ECW. Mm, yeah. And uh, he was like, "Check this shit out!" And we were like, "What?" And I had a good buddy, Jake Crown, who still he lives here in Gainesville with me. 
uh, who was part of Fest Wrestling for a little bit too. And uh, Jake and I lived in a house with like 10 other dudes. Yeah. And that was also right around the time that Monday Night Nitro was going. Mm. And so we would have these Nitro parties and hang out, just a bunch of punks drinking 40s and watching yeah. Nitro. And then we would like drive once in a while to Philly and go see ECW live. Yeah. Wow. And so growing up, I was like, man, Sandman, all this stuff. And then as you know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of sucks sometimes to be like a fan of wrestling and then you get into wrestling like the other side like behind the curtain of it the sausage is made yeah and you learn a lot of stuff especially in wrestling they're like oh this person's not a very good person yeah for sure <laughs> you know? um so like for me it was like i don't ever want to deal with sandman so we would just you know we had the beautiful thing of working with leva bates Oh, yeah. wrestling so if like especially like you know i think one of the shows we did was during fest weekend and we had a big battle royal and it was like leave it this would be hilarious if you just came out as sandman yeah we had to come from the balcony and everything and you can look at it it's on youtube somewhere leave a bates as sandman and she nailed it and yeah. i was like that was way better than having sandman <laughs> An so sandman. much cooler so yeah. much better so yeah. it's kind of like with fest too there's a like some there's not many bands that i wouldn't work with right uh but there's certain bands kind of like, man, it'd be cool if we had this band, these old timers come, but they're going to be a big pain in the ass. They're going to ask for a shitload of money. Why don't we just have this band? We really like play those songs as a cover set at fest yeah. and people will just have just as much fucking fun. Right. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's kind of, you know, sometimes you just got to figure out what's, what's feasible. Yeah. You know? And I can, I can only assume you're talking about smashing pumpkins and you vandal when you're saying saying that. Well, I don't know if Billy Corgan and the Smashing Pumpkins are jerks. Billy Corgan might actually be cool. He's way into wrestling, you know, oh, did the true. NWA yeah. thing. NWA. Um, but uh, we could never afford Smashing Pumpkins. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's a hundred percent given. <laughs> like there's there that's way too, too over that's, that's 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 stadium shit. You know? Yeah. Um yeah, is so yeah, being in Florida, there's a lot of cool promotions doing a lot of cool stuff, especially, you know, I guess once you get start moving towards central Florida, especially. Um there are just too many wrestling promotions in really? Florida. Florida, there's just too many wrestlers, too many promotions. It's just it, it it's kind of hard to be a promotion because of that. Yeah. Um you know, you really it's it's like if you live in like a town and there's like eight fucking venues doing shows all the time, yeah, you know, sure. it's hard to do shows for rock shows, you know, and punk yeah. shows. So, so it, it's, it's hard being in Florida. That's why I'm kind of like, you know, I love everybody who came to fest wrestling and supported fest wrestling for the years. We had so many people drive from out of town, from out of state that were regulars that would come to the shows, but still we were bringing in maybe a hundred, 120 paid at the door each show. And so it was like, in the end, it was like every show we were just losing money, losing money, losing money. And it wasn't because the acts were like charging us too much. You know, the wrestlers were really trying to work with us. Um, it was just that it's hard, you know. Yeah. If we were one of two promotions running in Florida, then all the people that were in a four-hour radius would drive and come see us. But when you had us running promotions in Jacksonville, multiple promotions in Orlando, multiple promotions in, in uh, Tampa. You've got people running in Ocala, which was like, you know, 40 minutes away. 
and there's only so many indie wrestlers. So all the same wrestlers were wrestling for the same promotions. Mm-hmm. And when we first started doing Fest Wrestling, it was a little different because we were one of the only people bringing people from out of Florida in. Yeah. Uh, and so we were showcasing a lot of cool talent. Uh, so people that were into it were driving from out of town, like, oh my God. And then all those talent, of course, you know, it's not their fault. They're trying to make it work. Right. So if they would come down, once they got a foothold in Florida, they were just doing everywhere in Florida, mm. you know? And so it just kind of, it became hard. You know? Yeah. It really did. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Y'all should come up to Mobile. There's nobody up here. Hell yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot. I'll there's, be. Yeah. There's a lot. I, of, I, uh, last time I was in Mobile, I played a show. It had to have been 94, 95. And it was this last or second last day of tour. We had played Biloxi, which was always a staple for us. Great shows in Biloxi. Uh, we played the Little House, which was this guy, Lee Boyle. Oh, Boyle? Lee Boyle. And uh, he, he lived in a trailer with his family. And then next door was a trailer that they had gutted and punk shows happened in. Yeah. And like everyone in the nineties played fucking Lee's house. It was great. And then, so we're like, okay, have book your own fucking life. We go, go to towels in, in mobile, Alabama. And it wow. was towels. And on the outside of it, it said cold beer for days, F E R. Yes. And it was just like a fucking dive bar. And I remember we played there and I no local and I can't remember, it was like some band that was on Sub Pop. And we were like, ooh, I can't, it wasn't like a big Sub Pop band. Yeah. We were like, holy shit, it's a band on Sub Pop Records. Right. And I remember us playing and people like playing pool and just screaming at us to like shut the fuck up and play like Skinnered and stuff. And we're mm-hmm. like, yeah. let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's, right. that, that's Mobile. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, yeah, but like... um I went to one of the local promotions uh, shows maybe three years ago, and it's uh, the location was the uh, parking lot of a Golden Corral. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, just to set the scene, and the uh, the big draw, the big name was uh, Heidenreich. I don't know who that is. He was uh, he was he was part of a. Uh, is that his name? He was part of the reboot of LOD when it was just in like 2000, where it was just Animal, and yeah, and they were just subbing different people in with Animal. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyways, so it was Heidenreich uh, wrestling uh, a no holds barred falls count anywhere in uh, against Alabama Doink. So there's a big uh, stink where a guy. Alabama doink. I remember uh, yeah. hearing rumors that there was doinks like everywhere. Everybody yeah. had their own doink. Alabama doink. He uh, he claimed that he had the rights to doink from WWE, and uh, he would post these pictures of like checks from WWE. But I'm sure it was like him taking out the garbage at like a house show in Mobile or something like that. But yeah, uh, anyways, yeah. So they uh, it was wild. They uh, ended up spilling out into the street with cars coming. Um, <laughs> it was something, man. But uh, yeah, Heidenreich reminded me every, every bit of uh, of Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. Of like, oh yeah, just feels bad for the motherfucker. Out. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's rough, man. It's a tough, it's, it's a tough gig for sure. Yeah. Wrestling is a tough gig. You know, it's very similar to punk in a lot of ways where you, you know, you're traveling so far and sacrificing a lot of stuff to be a performer in, in that world and getting paid like, you know, they always talk about getting paid a handshake and a hot dog, you yeah. know? Uh, but like, even like when we were trying to pay people really well, it still felt very much like punk in a yeah. lot of ways. Like they were traveling and some people would travel really fucking far for the opportunity. I think one of the things that helped at least one of the things we were able to offer when, when folks did come is, you know, we always uh, fed people. Yeah. We try to put them up when we could. Um, and then we, I thought we did a really good job recording the video and the video production of it and getting it out there to folks. So at least that might've helped. And I think it really did help a lot of folks get their name out a little bit more yeah. and get some exposure out more and, and have a good reel and so whatnot in our experience. Um, but yeah, it's, it's rough on these folks, man. It's, and I think it's really rough for some of these people that came from the early 2000s, the 90s, who were just trying to relive the dream, you know? And it's just sad. I think the saddest is like going to some of these conventions and seeing some of these folks sitting at these tables just looking rough, you yeah. know, and just trying to get some shit signed. Yeah. There's, the, you know, there's that meme of Virgil, like at a convention. I don't know if you've seen that. Or it's no. at his autograph table. And it's, man, it's, yeah, it's, it's sad looking. Yeah, but I've seen, I've met, you know, gone to some of those conventions as a fan and met right. some amazing people. Like Tito Santana comes oh, to first cool. in my mind of being like, you know, not trying to be like, hey, you going to buy something? Yeah. You know, like just wants to talk and hang out, you know, and he's a really, really nice guy, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I last convention I went to, we set up a table for Fest Wrestling at uh, WrestleCon. It was in Winston-Salem. Okay. Is that what it's called? WrestleCon? I think so. Yeah. Um, and they were super awesome. They let us have a, a featured match. I think it was uh, Jim Nasty Boys were defending the title there. Um, let us have a table, which was cool. Nobody gave a shit. They're there to see, like, you know, old timers and, and get famous autographs and pictures of people. But there was a few people that came up to the Fest Wrestling table and were super cool. We were giving out pins and stuff, buttons yeah. and shit. But um, at that convention... I, I brought an old buddy who played in punk bands and was never really much into wrestling. He's my age, you know, he's like mid forties. Okay. Will Green. And uh, Will Green's a character. He played this punk band, Qualiacha from Atlanta. So real Southern, real friendly, Love it. real crazy. Yeah. Um, and he was just rolling up to old timers, like in the bar, like afterwards at like the Marriott or wherever fucking hotel was across the street and be like, what's up, Sergeant Slaughter? How's it going, man? I'm Will Green. And he's they're like, hey, what's up, Will Green? He's like, hey, how are you doing? You doing good? How are you doing? You doing good? Like, she like, that, like didn't want to, like a famous picture with them. Didn't really want to talk about wrestling. He's really he like, just talking to him on a human emotional level yep. about stuff, you know. Right. And it was really really cool uh, right. to see Will just having a good time and and cutting up, and also seeing some of the wrestlers. Like, yeah. uh, Ricky Morton was another one like that. I don't think Will even knew who the fuck Ricky Morton was. He was just like. This guy's fun. Let's hang out. You need a shot. And just yeah. hanging out with Ricky Morton at the bar. You yeah, know? Yeah. 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 Uh, it was good times. I mean, I haven't talked about wrestling in so long, so it's kind of nice that, that 
powwow with somebody about it. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I I honestly tell you, like once in a while, I'll I'll, I'll follow and tune into NXT sometimes. And mm-hmm. like this past weekend, our old fest wrestling guy Desmond Xavier, his tag team just debuted there, um, and so I was like, oh, that's awesome for Des, you know, yeah. or I'll. Uh, look up on like Instagram and see something happen with like Ruby, Wright, And I'm stoked for her. Yeah. You know, AW is right there in Jacksonville. A lot of people from fest wrestling are there. And that's like, like, especially like Darby Allen and yeah. like Colt Cabana and stuff. So it's kind of nice to see it, but man, I've just kind of like gotten, it's just too much. There's too many wrestling promotions and it's hard for me to like keep track of stuff to watch it and to have the interest in it. You would think that like during quarantine where we were at home so much, I would have gone, Buck wild super balls to the wall and yeah. like watched more and more and more but uh, i actually watched less and less and less <laughs> there you go what uh, uh were you always a just wcw wwf guy growing up i mean as a kid you know i was born in 76 so in the 80s like you you of course got into I, wwe I mean, WWF, you know, that was the thing. It was a cartoon. It was like life, you know. Yeah. Hogan was like as popular as any movie star, or if not more. Yeah. Um, but my brother, uh, when I was about in the sixth grade, he uh, was like, hey, I'm starting to get into wrestling. Let's go to a show. And the only thing that came through Roanoke, Virginia was NWA, which later became oh, cool. WCW. Yeah. And so once a month, they would come to the Roanoke Civic Center and we would, my brother would take me. It was like a little tradition with the two of us. And then he kind of fell out and I kept going with it and yeah. would make like whatever, whoever my mom's boyfriend was at the time, take me or yeah. like, um, and, but it was a great days, man. Like that was like the, the, the best in my head. Like it was like road warriors, rock and roll express, midnight express, the four horsemen, yeah. uh, dusty, you know, I got to see Dusty as the midnight, uh, whatever it was, the midnight runner. I can't remember where he wore the mask and he came in on a horse. <laughs> they don't even fucking ride a horse into the goddamn Civic Center. It right. was awesome. Uh, you know, and there was people like the early days of Terry Funk. I remember just Terry Funk. I'm just being scared of fucking Terry Funk because he was just so wild. And, yeah. you know, blood, blood uh, covered in blood. And Yeah. So those are some great days. And I think that also made me the wrestling fan that I was at the time where it felt real. Right. It felt like good old boys beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't seem as cartoony as WWE was at the time. Yeah. So then when they transformed into WCW, I went with it because I was still fans of steamboat sting Luger, um, flair at the time. Yeah. Uh, but Eventually, WCW just started getting real weak, you know, yeah. and WWE still was. And then when WWE went into the Attitude Era, they were doing something really cool. I bring in so many new, so much new talent. Right. But at the time, we were in college and getting back into it. And we all just wanted to see all the people we were familiar with. Like, you know, oh, shit. It's like, you know, National. it was cool that yeah. way. So I actually really never got never knew the attitude era until way later mm, in wow. retrospect in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I was, I was born in 89. So I was 
eight, nine, ten when Attitude Era was popping off. So I was like the mm-hmm. target demographic of you were just running around going suck it all suck the time. It. Yeah, man. <laughs> and my wife always talks about she grew up in Jersey. Yeah, and when you know we were dating and stuff, she's like, "Oh, you're into wrestling, so you know what." that whole thing like were you one of those middle school kids running off the suck it shirt all the time and i was like no that's that was not <laughs> not i was in college a little one bit after you yeah. two. uh no i wasn't into that that whole scene at yeah. all. i remember uh I, we went on vacation once to daytona it had to be in like 95 or 6 and um yeah, I've got like like twenty cousins there, you know, big family, and uh, I remember one one Sunday, they were like, "All right, we're all going to church," and we we're all all the kids were just like, "Why, fucking, I don't want to go to fucking church," you know, just like this is bullshit, and just like pissed off, and uh, they took us to it, it was a uh, it was a ruse. They took us to a WCW show in Daytona. <laughs> Oh hell yeah! And uh, I was—it wasn't Back to the Beach, was it? I can't remember. No, no, no. no. It was like a. Uh, it must have just been a house show. But I, I, yeah. I distinctly remember um, a, a bit where they, what, like Dungeon of Doom. Do you remember those? There's like these weird vignettes of like Hulk Hogan. Well, Dungeon of Doom was like uh, it was Earthquake, but he was like a shark guy. Right, and Kevin Sullivan was like the, the devil. The, he was the leader of the Dungeon of Doom, right? Yeah. And then there was some guy who kind of was like Samoan but crazy looking. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally remember that. I just remember. Yeah, they were always after. They were always out to get Hogan. That was when Hogan was in WCW, but he was like good Hogan. Yeah, he was, was red and really yellow starts. still. Yeah. Yeah. So the Doom came out to wreck shop, huh? Yeah, I, I just remember watching the vignette on the the screen that they had like in the Civic Center or whatever, and I was just like, what? Even as a kid, I was like, this is dumb. Like, yeah. is Hulk Hogan just like <laughs> looking around this, you know, smoky uh, dungeon thing, and Kevin Sullivan? It's a weird devil character. Yeah. If you want to get deep into Sullivan and you have the network, go and research early Kevin Sullivan shit because he was way before his time, like doing some weird him and like a woman. They were like, they were like a bit together. And yeah. uh, that was some good, good old school shit. That was a lot of Florida promotions too yeah. back then. That's, you know, the good thing is, is, is fucked up and bullshit as WWE is sometimes. You know, bonk or whatever. Um, yeah, that network. If you're, if you want to like get it for free for a month and dive in, like, there's so much good old documentaries and like conversations and yeah. just old footage and stuff. It's 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 a really great channel yeah. for wrestling. You don't even you could get that and not watch anything new and just be completely entertained. Yeah, it's just that whole that whole library, that back catalog of every wrestling promotion that's ever existed, you know, up until yeah, WWE. I mean, they just fucking just bottom bottom bottom. Fuck, dude. <laughs> uh okay, so when uh when WCW like the in the the dying days of WCW when they were getting real wacky and just letting like anything was happening like uh you were were you, you did you say you weren't watching around then or you were well the thing we were watching this is like you know um late 90s okay i'm in college in harrisonburg yeah and uh we're watching mondays but in the summers i didn't watch anything because of that time in the summers 
I was less than Jake's roadie and we would do warp tours. Um, so there was no television whatsoever uh, for the whole summer. And then one time I like didn't go back to school and we went to Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. Yeah. So that was more, that was, so that would have been almost a year of just no TV. Yeah. And so kind of like, I was like kind of out of it. And then I moved to Gainesville in 2000 and I had a couple buddies, uh, this guy, Jimbo, uh, Jake crown yeah. and, uh, Troy Perlman, who's in whiskey and company and some other bands. And, uh, those were like my Gainesville wrestling buds. Okay. And so once in a while we would like, I remember us springing, like finding somebody who actually had cable television yeah, <laughs> and paying for like that ECW, like reunion pay-per-view. Mm. I can't remember what it was called. It like Hammerstein ballroom or some shit. Yeah. yeah. And us just getting lit and, and watching that. Okay. Um, but it took a while. You know, honestly, it wasn't TV that got me back into wrestling. It was more like going to indie shows in Florida. Yeah. Um, that got me back in it. Because I, in my head, I had been to like really crappy independent promotions in college and the early days of living here in Gainesville with those guys. And it was like these shitty house shows where they would bring in like a doink to headline and it would just be a bunch of like Florida old jobbers and shit. Yeah. And it was just like, fuck man, even if this is 10 bucks, this is sad. Yeah. This is just kind of shitty. I can't drink enough to enjoy this, you know? Um, but then like we just started going to, I think it was like when NXT just started running like house shows around here and it was like 10 or 15 bucks to go see NXT. That's, and we were like, oh, let's just, that's part of WWE. Let's just go check it out. And we were like blown away because the yeah. talent was so great. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of got me back into it. I remember like before we did Fest Wrestling, I was trying to reach out through NXT and was like, can come, come set up at Fest. Like, let's do this. We're yeah. a music festival. There's all these people here and reached out. I remember going up to like one of the commentary guys who later became Rich Bokini, who mm. does our commentary for fest wrestling and he does MLW and some other promotions too yeah. now. And Rich was like, yeah, I'm way into bands. Like he's like, I love Appleseed cast and cursive and like Lemuria. And we were just, yeah. you know, before this wrestling show would start, we'd talk about fest and, and music and stuff. And so he was trying really hard when he was working for NXT at the time. Yeah. Um, it was him and Corey, what's his name, Graves. doing commentary. Corey Graves. Corey Graves, yeah. not Corey Fate. I want to say Corey, Corey Fate, but Corey, Corey Feldman. Corey Graves. Corey Feldman uh, was doing. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it, they were just they would just be the commentary guys, yeah. and and so we would just punish Rich, and Rich would punish me back. You know, yeah. we'd talk. I tried to talk, punch him about wrestling. So it just never came to fruition. You know, like yeah. they ended up doing like a big festival in Europe or something like that, and instead, like, and they were yeah. like, it's a compete clause or something like that. And I was like, really? They're doing like leads or like slam dunk or something. I, I remember. Yeah. That. yeah. But then like, uh, we were doing pre-fest down in Tampa at Ebor. Yeah. And, uh, this guy, Jerry, everybody calls him lazy, uh, that runs Orphans way into wrestling. And at the time he was, uh, doing shine wrestling, which is all female. All promotion. female yeah. He was partners with the guys who were running that. And, uh, he was like, come on down, check this out. And so my wife and I would go down, loved Shine. That's how we met like Sue Young, oh, Leva cool. Bates, a lot of the female talent that came up 
work in fest. And so I was like, lazy, let's, let's get wrestling at pre-fest, dude. You're into it. You already do it here at the venue. We can have the ring. And he's like, yeah, well, I'll talk to this guy, Sal. And so for like the first two years we brought wrestling to fest, it was pretty much lazy and this guy, Sal and Sal's uh, one of the guys that runs uh, MLW now. Okay. I think, no, I'm sorry. I completely got that wrong. He doesn't run MLW. He uh, does um, Evolve. Oh, wrestling. okay. And so we were trying to get with Sal, like, hey, let's do Evolve at Fest. And he was like, I don't know about that. Like, let's just do like a Lucha show. And yeah. I was like, that's even more fun. I think the first time we did, we did Kaiju Big Battle. Um, he was like, Kaiju's going to come through. And if you don't know what Kaiju Big Battle is, it's just the easiest way to get people into wrestling. It's that's... people that are wrestlers, really great wrestlers, dressed in giant robots. costumes that yeah. are kind of like robots and Godzilla monsters wrestling in a ring with like fake cityscapes yeah. <laughs> around them. Right. It's the easiest way to get over to a, to a crowd of drunk punks. Yeah. Um, and so that was really cool. Like, and that was our first experience doing shows. And then one, and then Sal, like the third year, I was like, Hey Sal, what are we going to do? We're going to do a vol. What are we going to do? And he's like, man, eh, we're just not going to do anything in the fall. And so I was like, Oh, we're not going to bring wrestling to fest. And so I reached out to lazy and I was like, man, I don't, I'm really bummed about this. He's like, Dude, you've met enough people now. Just reach out to them and do it. Yeah. And so that's what we did, which was super cool. So I got to thank Lazy for kind of getting <laughs> Fest Wrestling started. It was kind of the whole DIY thing. I'm like, punk, like, well, nobody's going to bring it. Fuck it. It's we'll true. just do it. Yeah. You know? And sometimes that it's- fearless attitude of like, you know, yeah. how hard can it be? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and sometimes it just takes somebody being like, why don't you just do it? You know, when, you know, like you're saying, like, well, I wish wrestling would come here. And why don't you yeah. just do it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and that's the thing, you know, it's just and that's kind of the same mentality of what when I was 16 in Roanoke, Virginia. Like we wanted more bands to come through Roanoke because I was in a band, me and my buds. There was like four or five other bands in Roanoke. Yeah. But we got tired of being the only bands and playing with each other every fucking weekend. Yeah. So. We just started to said, well, let's just try to bring bands here. Yeah. And and that's kind of how it got into booking shows and promoting bands. Yeah. Well, you know, Roanoke still has that uh, whole Lost City vibe that people can't shake where it's like, that's am I going to die here? I don't that's know. A different, different Roanoke, bud. What, wait. How many Roanoke Roanokes for, are there? So Roanoke, Virginia yeah. is Blue Ridge Mountains. Okay. The Roanoke you're talking about is like on the coast and it's not even in Virginia. So that was like first settlers lost colony coming right. over. Oh, okay. And then and then the whole like fucking township just like vanished. Right. Well, we all know what happened. The fucking yeah. they tried to overtake land that wasn't theirs and Native Americans said or indigenous people is maybe the proper term you should say. Basically, people that lived there first were like, fuck you, Whitey, fuck in your fucking Christian attitude. Yeah. Get back on the boat and leave. <laughs> you know? um, that stupid-ass wooden boat you came here on. Um, yeah, get, get, cut it out. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> cut it out. Uh, but yeah, I've gotten that whole my life. That or like, uh, I'm like, oh, I'm from Virginia. And yeah. somebody goes, oh, yeah, so West Virginia? 
two different states. The original one, yeah. Fucking morons. Two different states, you know? <laughs> I know that much. I know there's two, Virginia and West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, um, did you ever get super heavy into watching, like, uh, New Japan or... Um, yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, once Lazy showed me, like, Evolve, which was great, and NXT, it's kind of like you go down. It's like when you first get into, like, punk and you start... Yeah buying records and you're opening up the insert and you're like oh who are they thinking and then you like go to the record store and you're looking up those bands or yeah. now the internet right um uh, it was the same way with wrestling you know you like find somebody you like um and then you look up like on the internet like oh and then you find out they wrestled in this promotion and this promotion and this promotion yeah and then you just go on youtube and waste fucking three years of your life yeah. <laughs> you know? and so yeah really got into that um it's new japan's one of the best promotions ring of honor i went to so many ring of honor shows they would come through florida a lot um and those years of going to wrestlemania you know once we started going there it's like initially went there to go to wrestlemania and then after going to indie shows during mania weekend we kind of stopped going to wrestlemania yeah um, we would just watch WrestleMania in a bar all together um, instead and take the money we would have spent on one ticket at WrestleMania and and go to indie shows for four days straight. Um, Save yourself so uh, five or six hours of... Uh, see better shows. Yeah. See all the people that are going to be at WrestleMania probably a year later. Yeah. You know, up close and personal with no restrictions. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's a way cooler experience. Yeah, man. Um, Whenever yeah. uh, the last, when WrestleMania was in New Orleans last, I went to the Super Card of Honor show, and it was yeah, that's a so great cool. Yeah. You know, it was uh, you know, it was Cody Cody Rhodes versus it was Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega, and I was just like, oh my god! And they had Young Bucks mm-hmm. versus I forgot who Young Bucks wrestled, but it was a a ladders match, and it was just. I was at the the, same show. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I was, it was me, Effie, Rich Bokini, and Max. Wow. uh, Who from Please Chases. We uh, got four tickets together. And I'll tell you, the the best was just listening to Effie uh, do his own commentary. Yeah. As Jim Ross. Oh shit! In the Jim Ross voice, yeah. over it just cutting up and laughing. So him and Rich back and forth, just yeah. it was, it was a lot of fun. That yeah. was a great, great show. And I remember at the end there was all this confetti and graffiti. Yeah. Confetti went everywhere, they exploded us, everything, yeah. and uh, that was that was so much fun. That was a great show, man. Yeah. Um, yes, one of the bartenders, like I guess we were drinking so much, the bartenders like gave me some weird voodoo necklace off her neck. <laughs> That's, that's New Orleans. Yeah. It was totally go. New Orleans. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And then, uh, while we started that whole weekend off with, uh, Wildcat put on a, a show. It yeah. was like early in the day. It was like noon. Yeah. And, uh, we went to that and that was super fun too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, like you were saying, I think if anybody is going to like WrestleMania, a uh, week, cause now it's a week of shows. Uh, I think doing it the way you said to do it is is the best way. Well, it's hard for a lot of people, too. When you initially get back into wrestling, yeah. you want to see the big the people, right. the big names. You want to see the folks you grew up with. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no. a lot of people who strictly that's their thing. Right. I hate elitist people who are like, 
you should you're such a mark fucking you know, nerds yeah yeah well yeah you like wrestling you're a fucking nerd shut up right you know yeah. you're not better than anybody else you yeah. know um but you know try it out just roll the dice with like one show yeah. you know and there's a lot of cool indie stuff coming up i mean this past year for mania we were fest wrestling we were supposed to do metal cage like we worked for a year to get that show set up finding the venue was going to be awesome cigar city brewery right there in tampa, tampa. yep it'll be outside it was like fucking obituary municipal waste nasty savage which Shit. is like some old stuff like we had the best it was like the ultimate like we are family mm-hmm. card you know we had everything booked we promoted it, and then COVID happened uh and we canceled we gave everybody their money back every single ticket got refunded um and it was just kind of like i mean i literally had like thirty thousand handbill flyers that i just had to put in recycling bin damn dude (laughs) just like the show that never was right (laughs) yeah uh um yeah listening to I know uh, Jericho on his podcast, he had a lot of indie people or people that were, um, you know, people in AEW. So that, that level, like high level indie, like AEW type people, he had them on his podcast uh, whenever uh, WrestleMania got canceled because a lot of people, like especially wrestlers, they, this is like their big thing where they go to WrestleMania week Mm -hmm. and they've got so many matches set up with so many different promotions, you know, and then it's just all ripped out from, you know, Nobody could help COVID, but you know, it's just, no, yeah. Oh, and I mean, it was crazy too, because we were one of the first shows of that week that like said, Hey, we're not doing this. We're canceling. Yeah. Uh, But there were some that just waited up until like the very last minute to cancel. And there's some that just really were being dicks about like refunding people too, which just sucks, man. Um, So yeah, we had that and fest last year was bad it yeah. just yeah a lot worse things have happened yeah <laughs> you know and a lot of awesome things have happened yeah. um we've all learned i think a lot about ourselves and how to connect again um yeah. and how to be resilient in a lot of ways yeah. and some of us have to deal with loss you know yeah and uh it's, it's been been trying time so i shouldn't feel so bad about like complaining that we didn't get to do a fucking wrestling show (laughs) yeah yeah uh yeah yeah and it fest is the music side of fest has been able to uh you guys have done cool like you know uh pretty steady like uh live stream sets of bands yeah, we did Fest at Home. Yeah. It's kind of something I need to do just to kind of keep myself a little busy and sane. Yeah. And also I felt like bands really need an outlet yeah. that we could help out to get their word out, get music out, give them a chance to still perform. And sure. I think we all needed it. I don't know. I I haven't done a Fest at Home since we did the Christmas Eve special. Okay. Um, but I think we'll probably kick it back up next month in yeah. February, hopefully. Um, it's just kind of hard once you lay off something for a while to do it. It's also a big commitment to do something every single week yeah, live. For sure. um, but I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I learned a lot as well with that. Yeah. I learned how to try to be out in front of stuff. I mean, a lot of people come to Fest every year and 
never knew who I was or see me, you know, right. I never tried to put myself out there Yeah, and I'm still not comfortable with it. I'll, but, I'll, blur, I'll blur your face out for the video. Version <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. It's just, it, it's never been about like, I always trying to, yeah. to put somebody else over in right. a lot of ways. And that's, that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully we get to do it again. It's, it, but you know, we talked about maybe doing like a fest wrestling one, uh, and, doing it to where like maybe we could show old matches and have like people revisit their match or yeah. commentary over it and stuff like that. Uh, but then like Effie has his own like Twitter thing going on every Monday night yeah. that he's really built up and he's doing. Yeah. And so I feel like he's got that on lock, yeah. you know, and he's doing a great thing with that and right. we love him to death. And so I feel like maybe we'll do some kind of thing. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We still got time. Uh, Especially since we the only show we really have planned in the works is Fest Weekend, and that's not until the end of October. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully, you can bring it back. I mean, you're doing a great thing doing these too. I mean. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. Well, I've been lucky to have interesting people on, um, and I, yeah, it's just something cool to do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You understand exactly what I'm talking about. Right. It's like you kind of need to have the creative juices flowing and to have a connection again. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, the beautiful thing of like one of the beautiful things about this come out of this. I think that this, this format has opened up a lot and people are connecting and getting to know each other. And I've had, I've personally exposed myself more, I guess, more of a connection with bands through Fest at Home. Right. Then I, you haven't exposed yourself to bands. Let me, well, it's like I, you know, I listen to bands and I'm like, oh, that band's cool. And you book them to play Fest. Yeah, I was making a bad joke. Sorry. Yeah. But, (laughs) but, uh, I'm having like more of a a connection. And that's kind of how Fest in the early days was. Yeah. Like we booked bands on Fest because they had come through previously that year. Yeah. We had gone to see them play. They'd stay at our house. We partied with them, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then as Fest got bigger, less bands come through Gainesville because <laughs> mm. they're like, ah, we'll, we'll just save Gainesville for when it's Fest because it'll yeah. be awesome, you know? Uh, and so you you don't have that that personal connection as much anymore. Yeah. Um, and so this year, it's been really rad. There's, it's, I'm really happy. I hope we get to continue to do it. Maybe we'll do something with Fest Wrestling that way. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, man, we've 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 gone a long time here. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've I've enjoyed it. I've, well, we, we talked about fe- the music side of fest a little bit. I think you know. I'm, well, maybe we'll do a part two sometime where absolutely. we can do the music side, yeah. and we can promote that to the people who like fest the music and push this fest one more music. towards the fest wrestling. Yeah, you know, um, and then maybe some people that like both, like yourself, you know, a, a Venn diagram. But yeah, uh, how's the band doing? How's things going with that? Uh, it's all right. You know, it's like everybody else. We've uh, we recorded a little bit, so we're good. Trying to figure out what we're gonna do with that. Um, Throw it in the garbage. That's what it feels like. We need to do. <laughs> you know, at this point. Uh, nah, but no, man. hopefully, yeah. Just like everybody else, man. Just hopefully something cool can come out of it. I don't know. We're trying to write more music. Trying to good. just stay on the ball. Um, but I do, I did, uh, I, I got some questions on, on my Instagram for you. 
because I posted okay. I posted I'm I'm having I'm having Tony on from Fest. What are some questions? Fun. Uh, okay, here's one. Uh, favorite? Do you have a favorite year of Fest? I don't know if there's a favorite year. Yeah. I mean, they're all awesome. Yeah. I would say the most, to me, like the first year has to be like, that's like the, the, the groundbreaking year. Like there's things that, things that happen that year yeah. and the progression of, of things. And could because it was the first, Yeah. you know, there's a lot of memories and experiences and a lot of folks came together you know, we did a lot of like meetings in the living rooms, like drinking right. fucking bush light and stuff. Right. And like, you know, uh, just powwowing and talking. That was, you know, Fest is very communal. But that year, I feel like there's a lot, there's moments from every year that'll be like, oh my God, remember when this happened? I remember yeah. when this happened and crazy stories. Yeah. Um, uh, who was maybe uh, someday we'll put a book out and I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll yes. talk a little more about do it. That. Uh, we'll do another podcast for the book. Uh, <laughs> Who was the headliners for for the first year? Um, the funny thing was the headliner really for the first year was a um, Black Sabbath cover band. Okay, <laughs> and we and we straight up just put on the flyer Black Sabbath. Respect. Um, yeah, so it was all people that were in punk bands and stuff from Gainesville, but they they were fucking awesome. Uh, against me, that was like the first year, first fest against me that we got to see. Uh, you know, we had to watch against me comp a lot in Gainesville. Right. Yeah. But to see more than just Gainesville watching them and everybody going balls Bananas, to the wall yeah. crazy. So that was really cool. Uh Hot Water played the first year. Um we had people like Harmar Superstar perform, oh, which is yeah. like crazy it's to think that yeah. you know. Harmar came down because uh, I'd met him in Minneapolis and we'd pow out and I was like, dude, come down to Gainesville. We're doing this fest. Um, I think that was like it for big bands, really. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, festival was pretty small, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah, just against me, you know. Pretty small. But I know at the time, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, what is the, the strangest, um, not strangest, but what is the, is there a band that has tried to get on or has gotten on fest that, uh, is from a wild country? Like you're like, I would never expect a punk band from this place. Um, well, yeah. I mean, we always do. We've always opened Fest up to overseas bands, and we have yeah. that showcase every Sunday at Lucy's. Right. We call it the Foreign Bodies Showcase. Maybe we just call it the Foreign Bodies Showcase. I don't know if anybody else does. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of bands reach out. I mean, and so that is awesome. I mean, I feel like it's always interesting when you have uh, any band travels that far to play a fucking small punk festival it's amazing and yeah. they're doing it all on their own dime for the most part right uh we had a band from russia play fuck if i remember what they're called um we've had i think we had a band from korea play um north, it's hard for me to remember like we, korea? we've had huh north korea or south korea 
has to be South Korea. <laughs> North Korea, they even let a band exist right. in North Korea. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I can't remember, honestly. Yeah. It's always interesting to have the bands from Japan come because majority of them don't speak English and they yeah. don't come with like anybody that can speak English. Right. So it's always interesting to like navigate that little road of like everybody's very happy that yeah. you're here and you're happy that you're here. But like this, there's definitely a communication gap <laughs> of like how things go, but it always works, you know? Right. But yeah, I wish I, I wish I remembered more, but it's like, you know, I, I'm, too many years, man. Yeah, I know. Too many years. You get hit up by so many bands or so, so many, many bands. Like, too. So Tony, for this um, for this podcast, I I I, uh, I just googled your name. I read, you know, the the interviews I that I was able to find, um, and and in most of them, there's a a recurring uh, note that you're hitting of this is a DIY festival. Um, there's never going to be like a, a a weird sponsor. It's never going to be Live Nation presents, you know, Fest. It's never going to be a Budweiser or whatever Ticketmaster, right? Yeah. Um, but you uh, with me asking uh, questions on my Instagram um, for you for this podcast, I was reached out to by a couple of corporations. Um, oh, yeah, and so okay. Who's, uh, who's willing? Who who wants to who wants to do the dance? Well, I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you here because um, they these corporations were nice enough to um, to send me mock-ups of what it would look like <laughs> if they you know if they were you know to sponsor. And what I gotcha. wanted, and and I feel, hey like, man, twenty twenty was rough, so right, yeah. You know. <laughs> and so I feel like I'm more of a, um, I'm not, I don't know, I'm, uh, I'm an in between guy. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm more partial to fest. I'm more protecting fest than I would be these corporations. But um, uh, uh but yeah, I'm just the middleman here. Um, and so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna share my screen with you. Okay, and I'm gonna show you these um uh, these graphics that were sent to me by these companies. Okay, let's see here. All right. Oh lord. Okay. And, okay. And uh, okay. So do you have to rate them or something? Can you see my screen? No, I want you to, you know, and like I said, you would never choose a corporation to be the the face of Fest. Um. I just see somebody's car that says you're a new web pilot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my this is my desktop. Can you, you can see it? Oh, okay. okay. Yes, I see your desktop. Okay. Yes. And so what what I'm about to show you is the the uh, that could be the new corporate face of Fest. The graphics, yeah. So um, Let's yeah, do and it. and we'll just you choose like th- after after I show you all three, you can ju- just choose the one that you think best suits um, Fest. Okay. Okay. If so, any. So here we go. Right. So I was approached by Cracker Barrel. Oh, old country well, store. Know, Cracker Barrel already sponsored uh, Young Bucks and some wrestling stuff, and that worked out pretty right. well. Was that right. the early days of AEW they sponsored? 
I believe so. I, I think one of their, uh, uh, I don't yeah. know if it was Double and Rathen, but one of their love, love country cuisine, hate uh, racist ethics. Absolutely. <laughs> what's what's next? Absolutely. So a hard pass on Cracker Barrel uh, Country Store. Yeah, it's going to be a pass on Cracker okay. Barrel. That's fine. I, I respect that. Yeah. Um, the second one here. Uh, Fest presented by Dr. Thunder. Oh. Well, is Dr. Thunder even... Oh, it's a great value. So Walmart. Walmart, yeah. I was going to say, Dr. Thunder I thought would be like an indie thing, but it's a, it's the knockoff uh, cheap version of... Uh, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Right. But I think Dr. Thunder was around before Walmart. Wow. Walmart. Might have is- been. Do some research. That that's a hard like. We've never had a soda sponsor really. Right. Monster Energy drink one year like kind of sponsored but didn't give us any money. They gave us a bunch of Monster Energy drinks mm. and like a hats. And I what remember we need? had the fest fest after party and there was a bunch of Monster Energy drinks and the poor rep was like trying to be like, "Yo, check it out, bro. Here's this stuff." And all the people at the after party were like fuck you. I don't want this garbage. And it was like, Maybe. he was so defeated. He like just kind of packed his shit up and left. And I was like, wow, that sucks. Like fest people just really dissed this guy. They don't, didn't give us money. They were just trying to give us product yeah, and people didn't want it. Don't you want to drop into the half pipe with, with a, mon- <laughs> with a cool monster? It's funny is now I bet you if monster like tried to sponsor fest, people would be into it. That's what's fucked up now. <laughs> uh, Monster's coming around on the people, I, I believe. Uh, but Doctor Thunder, I, I, I would, I, I know Scotty Swimba would uh, be stoked on the Doctor Thunder. Mm. Okay. He likes Doctor Pepper, and he was mixing Doctor Pepper with tequila uh, for our Christmas special we did, and he swears it's good. He swears it's good. I was calling that the Pittsburgh Margarita. <laughs> so this would be more of um, Alabama. Um, yes margarita absolutely okay so this one is still on the table and then we have one final one um where it is uh airwalk fest in association with fest (laughs) so airwalk just buys fest Uh, i I don't know all the legal ramifications you know it's Um, it's airwalk fest it's airwalk Um, fest in association with fest i will say this as a kid and growing up skating Mm -hmm. um airwalk a lot of it was brought like i love it love the airwalk full supporter now as a 44 year old man Mm -hmm. uh I think the last time I saw Airwalk was when I had to return something to JC Penney's after Christmas. So I feel like Airwalk is not the same skate punk mm. uh, mentality. It would be like it'd be like if Fest was sponsored by like Journeys. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think. Um, or Gadzooks, if there's even a Gadzooks anymore. No, it might be. Uh, it might be. Out of three, if I had to, if it was like, yeah. if it was like a, a Mary fuck kill, is that what it's called? Sure. Yeah, you have to. It's your contract's obligated by doing this. I podcast would kill Crackle use. Barrel. Okay. I'd uh, marry uh, Doctor Thunder and probably fuck Airwalk because the logo looks just so good. Yeah, it's kind of it kind of looks good. Like I could see that on top of a flyer, but it might say like Limp Biscuit on that flyer <laughs> instead of Gorilla Biscuits. That's all I'm saying. 
I'll I'll see what I can do. I'll I'll reach right. back out to Airwalk and see <laughs> see what yeah. their thoughts are. Yeah. Tell 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 them to uh to to call me on my uh my car phone. <laughs> um yeah. That was entertaining. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, well I kind of want Dr. Thunder now. I'm going to I might have to go to Walmart and buy some Dr. Thunder. There you go. Yeah, uh, uh, you can stay on if you want to talk some more, but I think I'm going to to wrap up the episode. I, I would love to come back and yeah. chat more. It's been fun. I'd like to, you know, let's do it again, and sure. uh, maybe we can do more fest stories and fest talk yeah. times. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I had more like fun wrestling stuff to talk about. I feel like you caught me like to talk about wrestling when I'm like the least like. <laughs> Sorry. Ant on wrestling yeah. right now. It's kind of, It's not that I'm not ant. It's more like I'm laying dormant. Mm. You know. Okay. Um, in a way. Okay. Well, like here, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not caught up. Like right. I haven't been watching. I, you know, so. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well. On that note, I I'll I'll do one last question. Okay. That I came up with. Um, I don't know if uh, you're familiar. Do you listen to the Bruce Pritchard, uh, something to wrestle with podcast? No, I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, Tony. Okay. Everybody says it's awesome, like yep. especially Scotty Swimba and Max, who do enjoy wrestling, and, and Rich, you yep. know, who's commentator for Fest Wrestling, always told me that that's one you got to listen to because that's he's great. just like and Cornettes, like, yeah. you know, babbling is always good, too. Yeah. I just, I'm not a podcast person. Right. But uh, okay, that's fair. That's I fair. think if I commuted for work, yeah, maybe I would be more into podcasts. Yeah. But I work from home, right. so like I just kind of listen to NPR. Wow! Let <laughs> me put my glasses on for that one. There you go. <laughs> you know? Okay, but uh, so there is a funny bit that he told on one of his episodes about how um, one of the uh one of the events they were doing in Saudi Arabia within the past couple of years, like um, the Saudi princes who are like funding it, I guess. You were talking WWE, right? WWE. Yeah. Okay. They didn't, um, I don't, I I don't know if they're just out of touch with reality or they don't understand, uh, but they were asking WWE. Yeah, the Saudi princes are kind of out of touch with the reality. For sure. Like Saudi Arabia is kind of out of touch with the reality. For sure. A little bit. Uh, but uh, they were asking if they could get, and this This is like two, three years ago. They're asking if they could get um, a match with Andre the Giant and uh, Road um, and uh, Ultimate Warrior. They didn't. It was just after they've passed, they're deceased. Yeah, right. They didn't understand that, like they these these two guys were legitimately had passed away in real life. They're just like they thought you could just bring in another Ultimate Warrior. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You know, they, at some point, probably McMahon's going like, "You guys know it's this much money. <laughs> like, can't we just dress up fucking Goldberg?" Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. But anyway, in that same vein, is there a uh, a match, a dream match of yours um, oh. that you can think up, uh, you know, alive or dead, um, of wrestlers, like a, a dream match of yours. Dream match for me, ult, uh, be two. Okay, go for it. I, and I would, I would pair a modern fest wrestler 
with somebody that I grew up with. Okay. Um, I would love to see Effie versus Flair. So much attitude, so much business going on. That would be, it would, I mean, he is the gay Ric Flair in my eyes, you know, (laughs) that's great. Um, that, that would be, that would be the ultimate for me. Right. Tag team wise. Okay. Road Warriors, you know, Tully and Arn versus Road Warriors was like the best going up. Yeah. And same with the Road Warriors run with the Midnight Express, uh, Midnight Express versus Rock and Roll Express. All that shit was going on. But we tried to have for Love Cup, which is the last show we did, um, tried to get Rock and Roll Express now to go and wrestle the Gymnasty Boys. Um, and it could have happened. I just didn't have the money. Rock and Roll Express needed X amount of money. And I fully, like, after talking to them, like, I 100% agree. You yeah. deserve this kind of money. I just don't have that kind of money. Yeah. And then like, well, how about we just do it for this much? And I'm like, I still don't have that much. Yeah. So I respect and appreciate you. Yeah. I totally understand. You know, this is how it is. So those those would be, you know, one of them is actually possibly obtainable and somebody else could probably do it, yeah. you know, hopefully. Um, and I think that would be one hell of a fucking match show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I would see. And I'd watch, you know, if we could resurrect the road warriors. Yeah. But the closest, I mean, there's nobody ever going to, going to be the road warriors to roll out the fierceness that they did, the sheer destruction. Yeah. Uh, when NWA would have those little house shows, we'd watch every Saturday morning and this, it was just a week after week, the road warriors rolling up and just destroying two, two dudes, two jobbers. Yeah. You know, uh, and then cut a promo, talking shit about on flair, you know, it just, yeah. it was great. It's yeah. great. You, you can never, the people will try to emulate that. You can't, you can't replicate that. There's don't even try. It's, yeah. it's dumb. It's like, you know, it's not worth it. <laughs> For yeah. sure. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to make that better. Right. You know? mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've enjoyed our talk, man. Uh, I've enjoyed it too, man. Yeah. It's awesome to hang out powwow and thanks for digging me out of wrestling now i'm probably gonna email somebody and ask them for their wwe code so i can go back and watch a bunch of old shit this weekend (laughs) just just you know just make up a uh just make up a new email that's a lot of work yeah that's true (laughs) all right well you know tony you you had options but you decided to talk to me you know tonight and so i appreciate that yeah hell of a friday night yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Now I'm going to make some dinner and uh, watch um, Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs>